Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, your boy Nightmare K-Hawk is back at it again with another podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I was just in New York City over the weekend, and let me tell you, it was a disaster. Yes, sir. I will get into that story in a little bit, but ladies and gentlemen, I hope your weekend was very awesome. I want to get a quick shout out to Rory. Thank you for previewing our interview on Sunday yesterday, so thank you for that. I'm sorry about the uh, bad connection uh, that I had at the uh, bus station yesterday. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I had an interesting weekend. I had a two-day getaway in New York City. Um, Didn't get to see my boy Doug or Sunita, um, him and his wife in New York City. They were all the way in Long Island. I was in Manhattan. So it was pretty nuts. But I have to say it was very interesting being at the uh, Time Manhattan Square Hotel in uh, Manhattan, New York. It was pretty awesome on the 14th floor. It was very beautiful. But my room was pretty basic, kind of an old 1920s style hotel room. Uh, Had about 21 floors, so I know that hotel's got to be haunted somewhere in that building. But, ladies and gentlemen, um, the disaster was basically, let me just get started with this story. So the disaster in New York City was just getting there and getting home. Um, there was a lot of delays with Greyhound. Yes, I took the Greyhound down. I'm only three hours away from New York City from where I live, but it was a disaster. There was no drivers. People are quitting their jobs at the Greyhound. No one wanted to drive. It was pathetic. It's disgusting. And I mean, you lazy ass bastards need to do your damn job. If you don't want your damn job, give it to somebody else. You know what? This is why I'm telling you right now. This is why the robots, algorithms, and drones are going to take your fucking jobs. Because you're lazy pieces of shit. Yeah, I'm talking to you, you bus driving son of a bitch. You bastards that freaking didn't want to show up for work on Friday. And you son of a bitches that didn't want to show up on Sunday. You're a piece of garbage. This is why you're going to have a central bank digital. Because lazy ass bums like you that don't want to pull your fucking weight. Knowing you're working in a damn traveling industry. Knowing you have to work seven days a week. Trying to screw people that want to get home to their families, their friends, their wives, their fucking kids. Because your lazy ass doesn't want to work. That's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. You guys are pathetic. You women out there are pathetic. You LGBT who work in the traveling are fucking pathetic. Yeah. You damn right have a gripe. You son of a bitches know that people have paid their hard-earned money to have a fucking service. And you know you have to deliver. Get your lazy punk asses to work. If you don't like it, quit, you son of a bitch. But if you know you're scheduled to work, get your ass to work. Period, cut and dry. End of story. Now, I know some of you are going to say, well, Nightmare, you're not at work today. Well, that's a different story. I freaking put data in a computer. There's plenty of people to cover me for that. I don't need to be there today. I need to rest my body. But for these son of a bitches, they're in the travel industry, and I would know I have a freaking... I have an associate's degree in fucking travel and tourism. These son of a bitches know the freaking cause. You work seven days a week. You know better. You know you're supposed to be there. Now, something like data entry, anybody can do that. Any moron off the street, any hobo off the street can do that. But these son of a bitches in the travel industry know you have to go to school to get a degree. You know you have to pull your weight in this industry. This is the wrong industry if you you want to be a lazy bum. Get your ass out of here. We need people, men and women, and LGBT that want to work in the travel industry seven days a week. That's what we need. Not lazy-ass bums that don't want to pull their weight. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen. But outside of that, 
it was okay. New York was okay. I pretty much stayed in my room the two days I was there. Watched some lacrosse. Uh, beautiful uh, Premier League lacrosse. It was absolutely amazing. Was on the Doug and Sunita show, Minerotopia. If you guys did check out that episode, definitely go to Minerotopia on YouTube or Odyssey. Check it out. I was on there as well as a uh, on the guest segment as well. Shout out to Monero uh, Boating Club. He was on there as a special guest. He looked pretty cool in that freaking captain hat, so that was awesome as well. Shout out to Rory again for having me on the podcast and and, uh, and for all the people in the Monero community and all over the interwebs that uh, watched my podcast with her. Uh, yesterday, it was live yesterday. If you haven't checked it out, I will put the link in the description below on this podcast. So you, ladies and gentlemen, LGBT out there, can check out that podcast of me talking about Monero. Still a lot to learn about Monero, especially on the mining side. So I can definitely have a full grasp of Monero. So that's pretty awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into some crypto news. We have BTC right now at $23,399.04. We have Ethereum at $1,677.32. Ethereum has been making moves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tether is at a dollar. USDC is at a dollar. BNB is at $287.67. XRP is at $0.37. Cents. Binance USD is at $0.99. Cents. Cardano ADA is at $0.51. Cents. Solana is at $42.60. We have Dogecoin at $0.06. Cents. We have Polkadot. $8.52. We have Dai at number 12 at 99 cents. We have Matic, 92 cents. We have Avalanche at $23.74. We have Shiba Inu. Uh, 121 millions of one penny. Wow. TRX, Tron, 6 cents. Uniswap, $8.44. We have Rap BTC at $23,369.97. We have Ethereum Classic, $36. Dollars and ninety cents. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, Ethereum class is moving up. It's at number nineteen. Who would have thunk it? Leo, five dollars and fifteen cents. We have Litecoin sitting around number twenty-one, fifty-nine dollars and sixty-five cents. We have FTX token, thirty dollars and forty-nine cents. We have Chainlink, Link, seven dollars and sixty-eight cents. We have Crow, thirteen cents. We have Near, four dollars and twenty-seven cents. We have Stella XLM has surpassed XMR at number 26 at 11 cents. We have Adam, $10.31 cents. We have XMR dropped all the way to $28, We have BCH, Bitcoin Cash, $138.78. We have Algo, $0.34. Cents. We have Filecoin, $8.97. Acoin, $7. Internet Computer, ICP, $8.35. We have Flow, $2.00. V chain two cents. Mana ninety nine cents. The sandbox a dollar thirty one cents. We have H bar seven cents. We have Tezos a dollar seventy nine. We have Axie Infinity rounding up top forty seventeen dollars and seventy five cents, ladies and gentlemen. We have Ave ninety seven dollars and ninety three cents. Theta Network has moved up at number forty two a dollar thirty six. We have E Gold fifty seven dollars and seventy four cents. We have EOS dollar thirty three. We have Quantum. QNT, $102.37, ladies and gentlemen. And then your honorable mentions, True USD, $0.99. Cents. We have B Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, which is the real Bitcoin, $60.98, ladies and gentlemen, at number 47. So those are your top 47 cryptos, ladies and gentlemen. 
And I am not surprised by Ethereum, ladies and gentlemen, as you're looking at the market cap of Ethereum at 203,685,322,000. dollars in market cap. So that is a lot of money. It's almost half of what BTC is currently at $445 billion. So ladies and gentlemen, as I still stand, I still believe over time, Ethereum ETH will overtake BTC as the number one crypto on coin market cap and, and geek and all the rankings around the world. I still believe that because of Ethereum's utility, of everything that's built on Ethereum, you got NFTs, you have decentralized finance, you have the metaverse that's going to come to Ethereum, you have DeFi, which is the new bank, as I mentioned earlier. You have so many things that are coming to Ethereum, especially when it switches to proof of stake. I just have a lot of confidence in Ethereum, ladies and gentlemen, to overtake BTC in the long run. Just the utility, just everything that Ethereum is going to build once it switches to proof of stake. And you got to think about it. When Ethereum burning its token supply, it is taking tokens out of circulation, which makes it a deflationary crypto. So that is awesome as well. Something Bitcoin is not. Bitcoin is a more inflationary crypto because as the block size gets closer to that 21 million market cap uh, token supply, that total token supply, as I meant to say, then Bitcoin becomes more inflationary because the rewards for mining Bitcoin is not going to be there anymore. But if you're mining Ethereum, the rewards are going to be higher because you're taking tokens out of circulation completely, which is great. Same what Shiba Inu is doing as well. Which is awesome as well. And as you know, Shibarium is coming. Which means Shiba Inu will finally get off Ethereum and create its own blockchain. Which I am super excited for. But yeah, I just think Ethereum, ladies and gentlemen, is going to change the way we live. Change the way cryptos and blockchain. And just the metaverse when it's fully built out on Ethereum is done. I really truly believe that Ethereum will be the number one crypto going forward in the future over BTC. Um, I still think B people will use BTC as a currency, especially with the Lightning Network. Um, I think people will use XMR. I, I think more people will use XMR due to the privacy uh, aspects, especially with everything coming dystopian. I use Monero as currency. I love it a lot. I think more people should use it, definitely. I mean, you have, like I said, you have coincards.com. You have a lot of freaking websites you can use it on to buy your groceries, you know, your travel expenses, Travilla.com uh, as well for traveling, hotel expenses. Um, now, here in the United States, we don't have a car rental company that takes XMR yet, but I would love to see it in the future. Maybe Tora or maybe Enterprise or something like that. Or maybe one of you entrepreneurs out there in the crypto space can create a rental car company in the U.S., um, or maybe a, a globally that will accept Monero as payment for rental cars, which would be absolutely amazing if you were able to do that. And other cryptocurrencies, I'm open to that as well. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got a lot of crypto news happening over the weekend, so let's get into some of this. We have the Central Bank of Honduras warns about dangers of using cryptocurrency. And ladies and gentlemen, you know this is the FUD, this is the fear, uncertainty, and doubt of people being in control of their own money. Central banks do not like that at all. As you know, they like control. So this doesn't surprise me. The story broke about an hour ago. On, and you can check out the story on news.bitcoin.com. 
So, the Central Bank of Honduras published a release that seeks to clarify the stance of institutions' takes about the use of cryptocurrencies in the country. The organization states that even with popular such instruments have attained in other countries, cryptocurrency has no backing of any sorts. Duh. They have the backing of the network, asshole. And are also affected by high levels of volatility. No shit. Every asset does. Any transaction carried out with them will be under the responsibility and risk of the person who performs it. Which it should be, Central Bank. How about letting the people and the free market work for a change? How about you get the hell out of the way? So let's get into this article. And I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read a, a couple paragraphs of it. So the Central Bank of Honduras clarified stance on cryptocurrency. While some countries have moved to regulate and integrate cryptocurrency as part of their ecosystem, which I absolutely agree with, others are still opposing such integration. The Central Bank of Honduras has recently issued a statement that clarifies its position on the utilization of cryptocurrency on Hondurian soil. The organization informed that according to the national law, the national law is the only institution authorized to issue money and to guarantee the existence of effective payments is the Central Bank of Honduras, which is a complete nonsense and garbage. Cryptocurrencies are still in a legal gray area in Honduras as they exist is not acknowledging any bill yet. Due to this, the bank warns this about them stating, Cryptocurrencies assets do not have support, so they are not regulated, nor is their use guaranteed. Therefore, they do not enjoy the protection granted by the national laws. Rising popularity. Another problem that the organization mentioned has to do with the volatility of crypto asset. Hello, you can use stable coins, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like volatility, which still gives the central bank's control, which, again, I'm not a financial advisor. Do your own research and studies on those. The Central Bank of Honduras states that these assets can lose value abruptly as they have been doing since 2021, losing more than 60% in the market. Duh. In the same way, the bank criticized the use of these tools as payment methods, exp explaining that any transaction carried out with them will be under the responsibility and risk of the person who performs them. No shit, asshole. We already know this, and most people understand this in the crypto space. Alright, so let's finish up here. So this reaction of the Honduran Bank has caused has been caused by the rising population popularity of cryptocurrencies used in the country. In fact, a crypto ego economic zone in Honduras has adopted Bitcoin as legal tender, allowing its citizens to pay tax with BTC and exempting them from paying capital gains tax on its use. However, the country as a whole has not adopted Bitcoin as legal tender. However, there were rumors in March about such legal tender adoption coming to fruition when some media outlets reported about Castro, the Honduran president, declaring Bitcoin as legal tender. However, the rumors were disregarded by the central bank, which clarified this was not true. So, my takes on this, ladies and gentlemen, is the central bank of Honduras can suck my nuts and that they, uh, the people and the citizens of Honduras should start using cryptocurrency because we know the central banks are a piece of garbage. Absolutely a piece of garbage. They want control. They want to control your asset, control your money, and eventually they want to control what you're buying, when you're buying, how you're buying it as well. So screw the central banks. I would say don't use Bitcoin. Use Monero. Monero is private, untraceable, untrackable, and it's digital cash. It's peer-to-peer -peer electronic digital cash. Also, you can use Bitcoin, Satoshi Vision, the real Bitcoin, not the BTC pump and dump scheme that they keep trying to hype. 
you don't use that unless you're using lightning in layer two. If you want to do that, that's personally your choice. Again, I'm a person that stands for freedom and freedom of choice. So totally up to do. Do your own research. I would prefer the Honduras people to use Monero so the central banks don't know what's going on. It's easier to do peer-to-peer electronics just through cash. That way, private, untraceable, untrackable. You don't have to worry about the feds and uh, chain analysis. Tap into looking on a blockchain, using blockchain to put in your, uh, uh, your wallet address, your private keys. Go ahead and lock it in on your IP address and send the feds to your house. But hey, Honduras people, it's your choice. Do what you want. I would recommend XMR, but that's just me. You know, I like privacy, untraceability, untrackable, and being anonymous. But maybe you don't. Maybe you want to have a public just to have, you know, a record, even though Monero's on a public blockchain just has things built in a program to keep things private between you and the merchant or you and the other peer-to-peer person that you're dealing with. But that's just me. Let me know what you girls and, and guys out there think and LGBT think about this story. I think it's nonsense. I think the Central Bank of Honduras needs to keep its mouth shut. Shut the hell up. Mind your business. Get back to fucking screwing the freaking boomers that you've been screwing for 70 years. And go suck a big fat dick. That's just my opinion on it. Let me know your thoughts out there. Hit me up in the comments below. But alright, let's move to CryptoNews.net, ladies and gentlemen. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a huge story here that I wanted to talk to, and it's about the godmother of the metaverse. Now, I didn't even know we had a godmother of the metaverse uh, until I read this story here. So, apparently, the godmother of the metaverse says that Web3 is the next level of social interaction. And uh, you guys can check out this story at uh, CryptoNews.net. She looks kind of creepy in my eyes. She doesn't even look like a real person. Her name is Kathy uh, Heckle. And uh, so Kathy Heckle, let's see what she's got going on here. So it says the first experience to one is a virtual reality VR over 10 years ago was convinced that it would be the future of storytelling. So Kathy Heckle, she began looking for job opportunities in the space and found herself working for a cinematic VR studio, Future Lighthouse. Then later, she took a position at HTC Vival, a company that creates VR headset as its VR uh, I can't even say that word. But after a few more gigs in the space, she eventually landed a role at Magic Leap Enterprise Strategies where she was first exposed to the concept of the metaverse. So she decided to launch an own Custodian dove into Web3, a specific focus on gaming, virtual fashion, and NFTs. Now I'm all for that. So dubbed the godmother of the metaverse, Hackle spoke with Blockworks about her experience in the space and the technology she is most excited about building. So Blockworks, how would you describe the metaverse to someone who doesn't understand? So Hackle, first of all, try to get away from the hype. There's a lot of pollution around the term, but I think what people need to start understanding is that a successor state to today's mobile internet, the metaverse is a further uh, convergence of our physical and digital lives. It's about virtual shared experience that exists in both virtual space and the physical world. Many 
Difficult technologies enable the metaverse and it can not be built by one single company. I agree with her on that one. So Blockworks asks, many people I know who don't quite grasp a metaverse concept always tells me they're put off by the idea of moving to a virtual world. What would you say to these people? So Heckle responds, it's a misconception that the metaverse is only virtual reality. I hope the future is more Pokemon Go and less Ready Player One. The physical world is part of the metaverse. It just hasn't been fully enabled. A big component of things we do on our phones in our current lives moves into our physical world in a virtual form. I don't think that we're going to live with VR headsets in our hands all the time. That's not the future I'm building toward. I think it would be more likely to be some type of wearable with a layer of virtual data. So Blockworks asks, what trends are you currently seeing in the space? So Heckle responds, one of the things I noticed with some of the brands that I work with is that some of the NFT non-fungible tokens, projects that they were initially thinking of dropping in the summer or the fall, they're holding them a little until 2023, depending on how the market responds on the crypto side. What I haven't seen in any slowdown in gaming, there is continued engagement, continued excitement, and continued investment in creating these experiences. So, Blockworks asks, what projects are you most excited about? Heckle responds, I am excited about the next level of social interaction, Gen Z, Generation Alpha, just let you guys know, Generation Alpha is born. Anybody that was born during the pandemic in 2020 is Generation Alpha. Are really active in gaming and very much involved in it. When I ask my kids what Roblox is, they respond to me and say it's a community where I spend time with my friends and I build nice things. So progression of social is something I'm really excited about. From the NFT side, I'm Interested in how blockchain technology is going to influence identity management, our wallets, and our avatars are going to become increasingly more important as we head into Web3. Then we have a couple more questions, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you guys can check out the story on CryptoNews.net. I'm only grabbing a few headline stories here from Crypto News. Guys, you guys check it out. Uh, different resources as well. But Blockwork asks, what have you... What have been your experience being a woman in a predominantly male-dominated space, which it really is. We need more women in this space. I absolutely agree with Blockworks here. So Hegel responds, it hasn't always been easy. I do feel that i gotten certain level of recognition or appreciation from the community, so that's been wonderful. One of the things that I'm trying to achieve with you, with I'm trying to achieve with the fact I'm such a public-facing figure is that I want other women and minority folks to see my face out there because I'm not the typical face that you think of when you think of technology. I'm gladly, I will gladly take virtual bullets right now so that more people behind me, more women and minorities feel that they can come and be very public about what they're doing. Blockworks last question of this article, what advice would you give to younger women and women of color who are moving into the space? Heckle responds, if you have the chance to build community or build a project, these are really exciting times to be testing the waters. I'm not saying you should quit your job, but it's great. It's a great time to start experimenting. What I've noticed is a lot of people in the traditional Web2 space are reinvigorating by the metaverse and by what's happening with Web3. They want to be a part of it. So, 
This, what do you guys and ladies at LGBT think about the Godmother in the Metaverse? Saying that Web3 will be the next level of social interaction. I actually agree with her. I actually agree with her. And the reason why I agree with her, because I'm in the Facebook Metaverse. You know, so Meta, I have the uh, Oculus Quest 2. And when I'm playing poker or when I'm playing cards or when I'm just, you know, in different worlds and different Metaverses in there. Especially with the... Um, what is that? Horizon Worlds. Like, it's just amazing just meeting people. Different children, different adults, different people from around the world. Uh, the the freaking live freaking concerts they have in there, the live movie theaters that they have in there when they're showing different movies in the Horizon Worlds metaverse. is absolutely amazing. I remember when they had the Wendy metaverse. Yes, Wendy's had its own metaverse for a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, it was very awesome. It was just like a test beta you actually can go to Wendy's, Wendy's World. You'd actually eat at the Wendy's virtually. Having a virtual burger in there was absolutely awesome. When you're playing poker, you know, Poker Stars is a casino. And I'm a, I'm actually a uh I'm actually a uh, club member there. So I get a different rewards than the average individual that goes to Poker Stars. And it's awesome. It's like 10 bucks a month for your membership. It's pretty cool. Um, a lot of different tournaments and things like that. Very enjoyable, very cool interaction. You get to drink like tea while you're in there virtually. It's pretty awesome. So I like the metaverse personally. I think Web3 will change it. I'm super excited for Web3. That's why I'm going to an NFT and a Web3 conference in November in Miami. And definitely, if you haven't got your tickets, definitely, definitely, definitely get your tickets. I'll definitely put the link in the description below. Definitely going to put the link of the Roy Nightmare interview of myself in the description below as well, ladies and gentlemen. So definitely check out these stories. Definitely come to CryptoNews.net. Um, definitely check out CryptoNews on News.Bitcoin.com. Also CryptoNews.com as well. And also Cointelegraph.com as well. So that's where I get all my crypto news, ladies and gentlemen. But let's go ahead and move to gaming. So yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. So Pokemon. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Pokemon's still around. Pokemon presents August 2022 event. Here is how to watch and what to expect on this Pokemon event, ladies and gentlemen. It is August 1st, 2022. The Pokemon event is going to be presented on August 3rd, 2022, ladies and gentlemen. So we're two days away. If you're into Pokemon, I still like Pokemon. I still have a Pikachu freaking stuffed doll in my father's house. Uh, that I got when I was about 11 years old. So I won it at a festival. And I still have that doll to this day. So this is on PocketLint.com ladies and gentlemen. So if you guys and LGBT and gamers out there. And women out there want to check out the store. You can go to PocketLint.com. So Pokemon Company is holding a new Pokemon Presents video presentation soon. To give us more updates on the upcoming games Scarlet and Violet. Here's everything you need to know about the presentation. When is Pokemon... Present. The next Pokemon present takes on takes place on August 3rd, 2022 at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. British Standard Time in the UK. So it'll be about 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit this world clock to determine your local time for the event. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. So, how to watch the Pokemon presents. You will be able to watch the stream from the Pokemon YouTube channel where we've also, embed it at the top of the top of this piece for you to watch it there. So you can watch it on pocketlit.com as well on this article. 
What to expect for Pokemon Present? The Pokemon Company has already said that the presentation will include updates on various Pokemon apps and games. And that will definitely be getting more information about Scarlet and Violet, which are releasing later this year. That's a great sign since we still don't know a few major things about the games and have yet to see any extent gameplay outside of the snippets in the trailer. We're hoping we're, we're hoping we'll get a proper walkthrough and get to see both some battle footage and some of the open world too. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're into Pokemon again, you have a presentation August 3rd, check it out on Pocket.com on this article or you can go to their YouTube channel and check it out there as well. So, looks like Sony is making some news. So, it looks like Sony thinks people will buy an Xbox for Call of Duty this year. So, let's check out this story. So, Sony has tipped its hand slightly about what it thinks of Xbox acquiring Microsoft. Thanks to recent uncovering comments, it supplied to the Brazilian regulator looking into the deal. Unlike some other processes, all of the information supplied to Brazil regulator has to be made public, which has let some eagled eye users on... Resenting unearth Sony's thoughts. The response is, the response it supplies runs a wide range of context, but some particularly juicy sections address the importance of Call of Duty specifically and how it impacts on the console marketplace. In particular, Sony effectively bigs up the franchise massively, accurately describing it as the single biggest gaming franchise going, one that has numerous resources behind it and routinely sells in huge volumes. It calls the game essential and says that the brand is so powerful that it almost certainly influences gamers' choice of consoles when they come to buy. This obviously aimed at the possibility that Xbox could make COD a console exclusive at some point in, down the line because they do have the rights to freaking Call of Duty now. The document in question, which you can access from the list here, is Portuguese labeled as Email Sony. But translates it fairly neatly and contains some interesting insight into just how much of a juggernaut Sony views COD as, or at least how much it wants this to be seen as the case. What this translates to for the regulator is hard to gouge at this stage, but it might impact on Xbox in some way. We know that the next couple of COD games will hit PlayStation consoles due to the existing contract. Microsoft has indicted it might continue after that but indicated that it might continue after that but nothing is certain so phil spencer tweeted out had good calls this week with leaders at sony i confirm our intention to honor all existing agreements upon the activists of activision blizzard which microsoft actually owns xbox owns and our desire to keep call of duty on places sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship whether that still rings true years down the line is hard to say, but it is something that regulators will doubtless consider in multiple jurisdictions as they look into Xbox Activision deal. So something to keep your eye on, ladies and gentlemen. Sony fans, I know you're worried, but Xbox and Phil Spencer, we've given you, you our word. Don't worry, we're going to keep Call of Duty on multiple platforms. Sony, you'll still... You guys out there and you gamers out there on Sony will still be able to play Call of Duty down the road. But we will see. We will see. We may change our mind. We do own Activision Blizzard. You know, so we may change our mind and make it exclusive only to Xbox. But we'll see. 
But for now, you have our word. We're going to keep it multiplat. Don't worry about it. Now, do I honestly believe that, ladies and gentlemen? Absolutely not. I do believe eventually Call of Duty will eventually move to Xbox because we have the deal of, uh, of Activision Blizzard. I do believe Call of Duty in the future will become Xbox only, console only. And I think a lot of people from Nintendo Switch and also Sony will have to move over to Xbox in the future to get those revenue sales up. So I do believe Sony, I do believe Xbox will pull a plug at some point, but I don't think it's anytime soon. But I do think in the future down the line that will happen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to just tell you my experience in New York City was pretty cool. Um, I had a good time. Um, like I said, I pretty much stayed in my room the entire time. Um, ordered Uber Eats, which was pretty awesome. But it was only two days. I had a great time on Maritopia uh, talk show on Saturday with Doug and Sunita. It was awesome. The rest of the Monero crew. But ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday. Yes, I am off of work today. I have decided to call out today. I wasn't feeling well this morning, so I didn't go into work. As we're noticing, monkeypox has been declared um, in 45 states. There's cases all over the place. New York declared an emergency over the weekend, which nobody was paying attention to. So, ladies and gentlemen, get prepared. Enjoy your summer. Enjoy the rest of August. It's August 1st, so enjoy the summer. Enjoy your state fairs. I just want to say in closing before I get the fuck out of here is that do your own research on stuff um, and just be prepared, ladies and gentlemen, for every, anything and everything. There's a lot of freaking narratives going on in the U.S. and across the globe. You know, Iraq has kind of banned their system from buying U.S. dollars. So it is getting crazy out here, ladies and gentlemen. Americans will be the last to experience banks not allowing us to withdraw cash anymore. So it is getting crazy. The Iraqians uh, did storm their parliament over the weekend. So that's a story you definitely get to check out on newsbreak.com, I believe the uh, website is called. But you can look up Newsbreak on Google or any search engine, and you'll be able to find the article. But it's been crazy, ladies and gentlemen. It's been out of control. And it's getting crazier. There was mass shootings all over the place. Uh, there was a mass shooting in Tampa. I think it was Tampa or Orlando. One of the two. There was a mass shooting, I believe, in another state in America. I forget what state it was in. But there's been craziness going on all over the world. Uh, the Dutch truckers, um, uh, farmers, the Dutch farmers are still freaking protesting, which is fantastic. I'm glad they're standing up for freedom. There's crap going on in Germany right now. I'm not sure about the story. I'll have to look it up again and let you guys and LGBT and the people who listen to my podcast next week on that story. But it's really nuts out here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, football season is coming back. It is August. Um, preseason starts, I believe, August 4th. We found out about the Deshaun Watch suspension. He is suspended for six freaking games. So, I know people aren't going to feel too good about that, but it is what it is. The NFL has came down in their ruling. Debo Samuel has signed a massive contract, three-year extension with the 49ers. So, that's pretty good as well. Madden 23 comes out this month, ladies and gentlemen. So, I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And uh, but that's just it, man. And as far as investing goes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research. But... We are seeing mass moves in the crypto market. 
stocks, real estate, gold and silver, and everything like that. So start investing your money. Get your money out of the bank as we're seeing banks shut down all over the world people's accounts. As I keep mentioning and I'm going to keep warning you about that. We're seeing mass floods all over the place. Climate change. I'm not saying the panic, but climate change is starting to rear its ugly head. You're starting to see the Russia-Ukraine war starting to take a back seat. Nancy Pelosi has announced she's going to Taiwan. China's already warned the U.S. if he goes there, we will pay dearly. So be on the lookout for that. World War III is around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. We got apparently a disease in the soil now, which is trying to kill off farming so that Beyond Meat and Bill Gates can move in. As you're seeing, he continues to buy out freaking farmland in the United States, which is completely asinine. I can't believe the American people are allowing this jackass Bill Gates to buy up all the farmland in the United States. We have to stand up now. Otherwise, it's going to be too little too late. And we're going to be eating disgusting lab freaking fruit, lab freaking vegetables, and lab freaking meat. Which I don't know about you, but I've tested out lab meat. It is disgusting. It makes you sick like hell. I've never eaten lab vegetables. I've never eaten lab fucking tomatoes. I mean, not lab tomatoes, but lab fruit. But I've seen them, and they look gigantic. It looks abnormal. It looks absolutely disgusting. And I dare anybody to go Google that or freaking look it on Bing. They look absolutely disgusting. I want no parts of that freaking disgusting lab vegetables or lab fruit. That is absolutely asinine. And anybody that's out there that's for lab meat or lab vegetables or lab fruit can kiss my black ass because that is absolutely disgusting. But in closing, I want to say I hope everybody has a great week. Make sure to take care of your body. Make sure to work out. Make sure to do some stretching. Make sure to take a shower. Make sure to wash your ass. Wash your hands as well. And I will holler at y'all next weekend. Peace.